This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. And I'm your host, John Rush, Rush to Reason, KLZ 560. Hour 3 is now here. Mark Mix joining us, National Right to Work Foundation. He is the president. Mark, welcome back. How are you, sir? Well, I'm doing fine, John. I was wondering how you're doing. I've been listening for the last half hour, and I was I thought we should talk about ballet or maybe some plays or something. I'll tell you, I, I worried about you, my friend. Uh, I get a little amped up at times, so thank you. I appreciate that very much. <laughs> we have a good time in, in you know most cases, let's just say that. But, I, yeah, I get wound up. You know that. Amen. This Amen. stuff that's going on winds me up, as you know. Even the stuff that you're talking about, it just winds me up. So talk to us about the uh, arguments in Glacier Northwest versus the Teamsters. Yeah, John. Well, you buckle up because this is another example of uh, of a union privilege that really makes you shake your head and sometimes makes you uh, say, how can this be? The argument it was a relatively obscure case, but it came out of Washington State, and it was uh, on behalf of Glacier Northwest, who is a concrete production company okay. um, up there. And they had the Teamsters Local 174 representing their employees, and they were having a difficult time coming to a contract. And so the union and union officials planned to strike. Uh, but this was strike was a little different than not showing up to work or walking in front of uh, King Scoopers or whatever, King Scoopers and, and excuse me, and, uh, you know, b- trying to block you from getting in. What they did is they picked up the trucks, they drove, they loaded them up with concrete, turned down the rollers, and out they went. But they never went to their customers. They simply oh, drove around no. for a little bit, and at the appointed time, oh, they brought no. them all back to the, to oh, the yard. Oh, I already know the answer and, to that one, because that's some of the industry yeah. that I'm in, Mark, and that's a very, very expensive thing they did. And expensive it was. And so, basically, the concrete product had to be destroyed. It was about $100,000 worth of damage. Yep. And the question, the question, they, 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 for everybody yeah. listening, really quick. Basically, when that happens to a concrete truck, they essentially have to put a new drum on it. At that point, you you could spend you know hundreds of hours digging that stuff out, but it's never the same. Mark, essentially, you put a new drum on. Yeah, well, in this case, apparently the union is one of their mitigating factors. They left the trucks running, so apparently the drums were still rolling. But at the point, at that point, there was no place to pour the concrete, right? And so, uh, you know, no drivers to deliver it. And at that point, the concrete had to be destroyed, which yep. is another expensive outing. Maybe yep. not, maybe not as expensive as replacing drums. So, so Glacier Northwest goes to court on on a tort claim, saying this is property damage, it's intentional property damage, yep. and I want relief. I want a remedy. Well, the local court says, no, you can't have it because there's jurisdiction here by federal government and the National Labor Relations Board. They go to an appellate court. The appellate court says, oh, wait a minute, this we this is a local feeling option thing. We can decide that this is tort. And so they overturn the local court. Then it goes to the Washington Supreme Court, and they say, no, no, no. They dismiss it, 
and say that the federal government has jurisdiction over this. And based on a case, a Supreme Court case back in 1959 called San Diego versus Garmin, which gave the NLRB really broad field of jurisdiction over issues like this and and de- defining whether someone something's intentional or incidental or that you know that it's a, pr- a protected issue or a non-protected issue under labor policy. Well, the argument went Tuesday, and it was a fairly interesting argument and one that. You know, most people didn't pay much attention to, but the idea here is that the question is, are union officials and, and a- labor dispute actions like this that intentionally destroy, prop- destroy property, mm-hmm. are they able to be sued under tort law in the state? And that question's a pretty big question, yeah. John, because if they can't, then basically what they say is you take the hammer out and you beat on all the employees' cars and you ruin them because they crossed a picket line, and then these individual employees that own those cars go to court and say, they destroyed my car, and they say, sorry. You don't have criminal action, and you don't have civil action against these people. This is this is like old mob thuggery, Mark. <laughs> well, John, I'm getting fired up now, so I need to calm down a little bit. But this is just another one of the privileges that have been granted to union officials that are extraordinary and out of all comprehension to things that should be normal common sense when it comes to destruction of property. Mm-hmm. Chief Justice Roberts said this in the argument. He said, this is the difference between milk spoiling and killing the cow. Right. And he's right about that. I mean, incidental means, yeah, you, the grocery store workers went on strike and the milk spoiled because no one could come in to buy it. Right. Whereas at this point, you destroy the cow and there is no milk. And so the question for the court and whether they'll do a broad sweeping kind of reform of that, that San Diego Garmin case that I mentioned from 1959 and say, you know what, the state should have tort authority here and there should be a tort action against these for these parties for relief for intentional damage. Hmm. If they go the other way and uphold the standard that's out there that somehow the National Labor Relations Board has the, the ability to decide whether this is incidental or accidental or, or intentional or protected activity, if they decide it's protected activity, then that whole system has to be argued and litigated before they can ever get back to the court, if they can get back there at all. Uh, okay, so what's our timeline like, Mark? What are we looking at here? Well, uh, the court heard the argument. Sometimes you never know. I mean, obviously, they start issuing decisions in May and June. Uh, this one may be a fairly narrow decision, so it, it probably will get remanded back to the Washington State Supreme Court. And they'll say, you know what, you need to go back and take a look at this and look at whether or not it's incidental or intentional. And then what happened in the meantime, John, and you'll, you'll, you'll appreciate this, because I know you appreciate great politics when in, in, in action. The case has been going on for four years. Wow. When the Supreme Court agreed to hear the case, the NLRB steps in and says, wait a minute, we've got an unfair labor practice charge that we've got to resolve against the employer, against Glacier, before the courts can do anything with this at the state level, because we need to find out if it's under our jurisdiction. So basically, even if the Supreme Court rules and it sends back to Washington, the NLRB is going to have to exhaust their process, hmm. which could take, and John, you and I have talked about cases on behalf of employees that have lasted five, six, seven years before they get done. Wow. So justice hangs in the balance, and this is just another privilege. I mean, yep. we, I think we've talked in the past, John, about this Edmonds decision, a 1973 Supreme Court decision that specifically says, Union officials can't be prosecuted for acts of violence that are designed to achieve legitimate union objectives under the anti-racketeering laws of the federal government. They can't be prosecuted for that stuff. That's nonsense, now, Mark. And, yeah. So we sent a brief... So in other words, they're above the law. Let's yeah. just say it that way. They're above the law. Yeah, exactly. Wait, thank you. you you're, a, you're a radio host. You're, 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 words are important to you. It's, you cut to the chase. That's exactly right. And, and so we filed a brief saying... Look, you've got to look at the, the the kind of the whole field of privileges that these union officials have, starting with this violence, 
exemption, starting with this tort exemption, perhaps, Mm -hmm. starting with the idea that they can force workers to pay dues in order to keep their jobs, starting with the idea that they can force workers to associate with them, even though they voted against them, didn't want them, or never asked for them. These types of privileges are available to absolutely no one else mm-hmm. in this economy, in this market right. economy. Right. NRTW.org. And, John, don't come see us for a day or two till you calm down, okay? Because you can't read the other stuff that's on there. <laughs> I will do that, All right? Mark. Thanks, man. Appreciate you very much. You're always welcome, sir. Thank you. Take care, John. You bet, Mark. Have a great one. Geno's Auto Services next, folks. And again, they want to take care of your vehicle. They've always got a great special going on. They've got full bumper-to-bumper service. You name it, they're there for you over in the southwest end of town, Littleton. 30, I think it's now almost seven years is where they're at with being in business there. 303-794-6700. That's Geno's Auto Service, and Geno starts with a J. Take advantage of Geno's Auto Service's alignment and tire rotation special. Winter in Colorado can be tough on your car. Now through the end of the month, get your vehicle aligned and all four tires rotated for just $99.99. For just $99.99. Geno's can also check to see that your heater is working properly with the cold months ahead. At Geno's, we know a well-maintained vehicle will last and take care of you. For over 39 years, Geno's has been serving customers along the front range. To make your life simpler, Geno's Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Any maintenance or repair work on your vehicle comes with a Napa Peace of Mind warranty covering parts and labor for 36 months or 36,000 miles. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. Geno's is AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Don't forget to check out all of Geno's Google reviews. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. All right, if you've got a leaky window or a door that you'd like to have upgraded or maybe even just have an opening redone, you name it, they can take care of all of it. I mean, they, Dave Bancroft, Veteran Windows and Doors, 303-529-0720. Veteran Windows and Doors holds the standard that their products will be as efficient 30 years from now as they are brand new. They do this by offering products that exceed code, are engineered to last a lifetime, and are backed by a warranty which reflects that. The owner, Dave Bancroft, will tell you windows and doors can look the same or even identical yet have completely different energy codes. That's why when you work with veteran windows and doors, they explain what the NFRC label and Energy Star ratings actually mean. They can prove that what you're buying meets the energy code requirements for where you live, saving you more money on your heating, lighting, and cooling bills. Make an investment you can trust with their lifetime warranty on your purchase and a five-year installation guarantee. See what Dave and his team can save you with energy-efficient windows and doors by calling Veteran Windows and Doors right now at 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com slash windows. I'm John Rush, host of several shows here at KLZ. Most of you have heard me talk about the cabin I lost in the Troublesome Fire up in Granby in October of 2020. But what most of you don't know is that it was insured through GIA, Group Insurance Analysts. Losing a home or anything near and dear to you is traumatic enough. The last thing any of us need is to fight with an insurance company to be made whole again. GIA not only helped me find the right insurance for a mountain property on the front side, they were with me through the entire claim. They even called to check on us prior to the fire as we all watched the news and knew it was getting close to our property. I can't say enough about how GIA and David Anderson helped us through this major life event. Losing your home is stressful in and of itself. 
Trust me, I can tell you that. But you can relieve some of that stress with the right company by your side. So for all your insurance needs, call GIA today at 303-423-0162. And if you have a mountain property, ask for David Anderson as he is their mountain home expert. Group insurance analysts. Find them at klzradio.com. Not only do you own your own business, but you also manage it, work for it, and run it. It makes sense that you're tired of your business running you. Change that with coaching from small business coach John Rush. When you're in that situation, you can't afford to just stop what you're currently doing. You need outside help. Otherwise, you're just putting another job on yourself. John's years of experience as the owner of a small business himself allows him to help you set realistic and attainable goals that change the way you approach your work. When you commit to working with John, he can help you make your business more profitable in six months or less. Email John Rush right now to get your operation running for you again. Set up a free 30-minute consultation at john at rushtoreason.com. That's john at rushtoreason.com. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com slash john. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Craig, what's going on, sir? Hey, John, not for you to have to be too redundant. Um, I tuned in a little bit late. Now, you said that they're talking about wanting to put on the ballot to repeal Tabor, correct? To repe- No, not to repeal it, but to take the refunds that would come down the pike, potentially, and that would automatically go towards education. So, in a sense... Tabor still stays in effect, but you lose your refund because it's going to go to your local school. So are they basically saying we're supposed to reward bad behavior? That's exactly what they're saying. Craig, that's not what a Democrat would tell you, of course, but yes, that's what they're saying. Well, you know, back to the subject of declining school enrollment in Jefferson County, which you know I'm a resident of, mm-hmm. pay property taxes. Yep, me too. Um, they've, they've, what I read online was between 2019 and 2022, they've, Enrollment is down by about 5,000 students. That's a lot. The, the figure figure quoted. Now, some of the school districts outside of the uh, city, you know, your rural school districts have increased in enrollment, which might indicate that people are leaving the city and, and moving to smaller communities and putting their kids into smaller uh, Probably systems. not. Actually, what I think it probably means, Craig, is that People that can no longer afford to raise a family in the higher-priced areas, i.e. Jeffco, are moving to those areas that you're talking about, having a family there. So, yeah, actually totally makes sense. In fact, I would say that, you know, places like, you know, Jeffco, uh, Douglas County, some of those higher-priced areas need to, re- you know, Boulder County, need to really rethink their whole education system because my my prediction is they're going to have less and less students as time goes by. And don't give me this bit about, you know, not you, but you know, in general, the left, the left especially. Don't give me this bit about, well, we've got immigration, we've got this, we've got that. That's not where immigrants are moving to, Craig. Even if they were to show up here, that's not where they're going to move and settle because they can't afford to. So, again, Jeffco is going to see a continual decline of student, of student registrations from this point forward period. And what is the justification for needing this additional money? 
Oh, because Craig, we don't spend enough money on teachers. It was, it was, you know, you you missed that part, but I read that. Yeah, one of the the bill sponsors. This is the gal from Fort Collins, Kathy Kip. We need to fund our schools. We do not fund our schools adequately. Tabor is a part of that. Quote unquote. Now, I think I've heard you in the past, and, and I kind of feel the same way. That well, don't let me put words in your mouth if I'm if I'm misquoting you. School teachers work about nine months of the year, correct? That's about 10 at most. Okay, so they, they get more time off than most of That's us. correct. If you, look at the, if you look at their per hour rate based upon what you just said, it's way up there. We pay our teachers just fine in Colorado, Craig. Well, you know, I, I think... And then, at, by the way, really quick, before I forget, because Bill from, from uh, North Glen talked about this earlier as well, don't forget para gets added on to everything we're talking about as well. Well, you know, teachers are necessary, they're needed, but you need good teachers. And I think we found, and what I saw that, you know, the 2019 through 2022 time span as being the period of decline enrollment has a lot to do, I think, with during COVID, it exposed to what a lot of the curriculum being taught in the schools. Yes. Parents found out what was going on, and and you saw a lot of people get upset. They went before school board meetings. And they were upset, you know, teaching, trying to teach sexuality, transgenderism, whatever the case may be. They didn't want that in the curriculum. And, you know, a lot of the teachers pushed back saying, well, you know, when they're in our schools, they're our children. They're not your children. And, you know, I think a lot of parents says, well, I'm going to put my kid in a, you know, charter school. Or I, I know for a fact there's a private Catholic school in my neighborhood. And one of my neighbors that attends church there said their enrollment is up a lot. Yes. Yes. People are willing to yeah. pay. Yeah, the majority you know, of the parochial, you know, Christian, Catholic, even, you know, non-religious schools, uh, you know, charter schools even, uh, which are a form of public school for all of you that maybe don't know that, but uh, they, they operate a little bit more autonomously, I guess you could say, is probably the best way to say that. But yes, Craig, in, in general, all of them are up. Yes, that is correct. And homeschooling. So, Let's not forget the homeschooling section. It's up as well. So if we're closing schools, enrollment is down, and they think they need more money, I, there, there's something that doesn't, doesn't add up. Um, none, none of their math adds up. And, and again, these are Democrats, communists, that want to continue to indoctrinate children, and they want to do it at the expense of you and I as taxpayers. That's exactly how this works, Greg. That's, what they, that's, what, that's how they're looking at this. Yeah. They, they, they well. feel like, because of Tabor... Somehow or another, schools are getting shortchanged. There's not enough funding. And, and Craig, you and I both know, too, and I've said this, and I'll keep saying it. Give me any of the local school budgets, districts even. I don't care about a particular school. Give me a, give me a district budget. I could sit down, and I don't think I'm exaggerating, Craig, when I say that. Give me 12 hours with that budget, and I could slash it 20% easy. Easy, and not affect the child's learning at all. Yeah. And probably not even, well, I don't, I'll even go this far, Craig, not even affect a, a teacher's pay. I, I can leave all of that alone and still slash that budget by 20% easy. Well, uh, and I'm not exaggerating. Thing, it's not that difficult to do. And the other thing is, that was proven was that the, your test scores on these kids has declined a lot. The, the, about, I had a texter text us in and wanted to know if they were correct and accurate. I believe this number is fairly close. About 75% of graduating classes in Colorado cannot do proper math or English, Craig. Yeah. Well, just, you know, what I've heard in the past, 
you know, with in the recent past was that test scores were way down in reading, writing, arithmetic. Maybe it's because they went off on that tangent of trying to sexualize our children and stuff like that, not teaching what they're supposed to be teaching. Did they ever think of that? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Well, now, I will say that I do feel like this is one of the areas, because Polis knows this is very detrimental to even future uh, campaigns, whether it be from a governor or even some of these other folks that are being elected. He knows this isn't a good idea. He wants to see Tabor refunds go to lowering the whole income tax rate as well. And, and again, he, he's going to play that card. Although, if, if, the, if these legislatures get their way, this will just end up being a ballot measure. And I, I, you know, I got to go back and look and see exactly how that works in Colorado, whether Polis would actually have to sign off on that or not. I'm guessing not. I'm guessing if they want to, they can just put that together and put it on the ballot. It'll be interesting if that happens. Where do you stand on the idea of abolishing a state income tax? Well, let me just say this. States have to have, well, don't have to, but states have to, keep saying have to. States need money to operate the things that we need as far as our services go. So whether, you know, whether you want to look at that as roads, bridges, things along those lines, you know, even state patrol, et cetera, they have to have a certain amount of money coming in. So states that have no income tax typically make it up in other ways, Craig. You're going to pay it one way or the other. You're either paying it in property tax or you're going to pay a higher sales tax or a higher whatever tax, income tax, whatever. I mean, you net, well, you just said eliminate it, but you get my drift. They're going to make it up in other areas. Property Property taxes typically go up. Sales tax typically goes up. They're going to make up that revenue somewhere else. So while it might sound really great that a state doesn't have any income tax, they're making it up someplace else. Trust me. Well, yeah, you know, Polis would would uh, have the spin that it makes Colorado more affordable. When actually they're just going to just like it just gets Taylor, diverted. I mean, there are places yeah, around where yeah. there are no, you know, for example, you go to a state like Oregon where there's no sales tax. Well, they have higher income tax and property taxes. Again, a state is going to make that up any way they can, because you and I both know they don't do well at spending less money. They all do well at spending more money and they're going to extract that from us as taxpayers one way or the other. So I, yeah. I am, I for one, am not for eliminating the income tax because at the end of the day, it's still going to cost us one way or the other. Yeah, well, when have you ever seen a, um, a state government say we're going to have a budget next year and we're going to, it's going to be less Never. than the previous year or the year before? Never. Never. And again, the Never. only thing, this is the thing that people don't realize, but the Democrats do, of course. The only thing keeping things in check in Colorado and why we're as economically sound as we are, Tabor keeps those things in check. Yeah. Otherwise, well, to your point, the, it would be runaway with it. With, with the politicians we've got running Colorado right now, it would be runaway spending if it was not for Tabor. That's well, why I they – really quick, Craig, that's why they want to eliminate Tabor. You're going to see more and more push against Tabor and the elimination of because the current leadership that's in politics right now in Colorado hate Tabor because it eliminates them spending more money. Well, the Republican Party then in this state, when that idea becomes – you know, an eventuality or is being proposed, better start a big ad campaign in the media, whether it be television, radio, or whatever, to explain what Tabor does for the state of Colorado. Yeah. And the idea of getting rid of it is a bad idea. And I did just read, too, since this bill would be a referred measure, Polis does not have to sign it. So, you know what, Craig? Look for this on this next ballot. I would, I would, be, I would be surprised to not see it on the 2023 ballot. And would he veto it? 
He doesn't have to. It'll be a ballot measure that you and I as, as taxpayers would vote on, as, as registered voters would vote on. Okay. Which is a scary uh, place, by the way. Typically, we don't vote for tax increases, but when, it ha- when it's on the, you know, for the children end of things, I, you know, all bets are off at that point. Yeah, that'll be the spin. And that's sure. how they'll spin it. So, you know, again, I would, I would be shocked if this does not make it to this year's ballot. Yeah. Well, again, we better better explain that that refund is yours to keep. That's how it was set up. We need to keep it that way. That is, you know, Michael Fields is, you know, and, and their group, Advanced Colorado Institute, they're already working against this. There'll be others, I'm sure, Centennial Institute and so on, that will come out against this as well. But, yeah, to your point, Craig, we have got to really do a good job of educating people on what Tabor does do for this state. Yes, exactly. Most don't know. Most taxpayers have no idea. No, I, I I have to explain it to people when when they see all these fees, um, additional fees pop up on registrations and, yep. and so forth. That that's just their way of getting around. That's it. right. That's exactly right. Yeah. You're 100 percent correct, Craig. Okay. Good. Go to man. Appreciate you very much. Thanks for calling in. And uh, we've got Scott Garlis that will be joining us here once we take a break and come back. Uh, I can probably, Charlie, take a quick phone call if they want to make it quick. I can probably take it before we go to the bottom of the hour. So uh, let's just do that really quick. Wayne, you're up. Go ahead, Wayne. Hey, John, how are you? Good, sir. Well, good. Hey, are you coming to the 50th or 30th anniversary of Tabor Celebration this weekend? I didn't know anything about it. Well, well uh, we would love to have you. Uh, when and where? Uh, I, you know, I don't. I'm driving, so I don't. Well, have you know what? Just, just you, you, you know how to get a hold of me via email or text. Just send me the info. Uh, I've got a, a grandson's birthday party Saturday, but outside of that, I'm not doing anything. So let me know when and where. I would love to see you because I know you're a big supporter of Tabor, as am I. Only thing keeping us in check right now. Well. Yeah, oh, I mean that sincerely, Wayne, as you know. It is, literally. With this oh, runaway yeah. Democrat government we've got right now, only thing keeping this state in check. You know, a lot of the local municipalities have uh, done the Tabor timeouts. Here in Castle Rock, we had a Tabor timeout that's going to cost the citizens $1,000 a year wow. per household. Amazing. $1,000 a year. It's a 10-year timeout. Wow. So it's going to cost them $10,000. Wow. Now, what would a family do with the money? That's a lot of money. They could put that. Yep. Well, they could put braces on one That's of their children's right. teeth. They could Fix put the their, car, their, all sorts of things you could do with that, Wayne. Yeah. Now, I fought against that vociferously, but I was defeated because the uh, people running Castle Rock, unfortunately, are very much tax and spend. You know, they, yep. they claim to be Republicans, but they're not. Now, if they're if they're spending, they're not. They're not true conservatives. Period. Well, like I said, they have an R in front of their name, which is not. Yeah, that doesn't mean they're that doesn't mean they're a conservative, as you know. Right. So. <laughs> Wayne, I I, yeah, you send me that, and I and I will I will do my best. Send me that, sir. I would love that. All right. All right, man. Appreciate you very much. We'll talk to Scott Garlis in just a few minutes. Extreme Auto Repairs coming up next. I talked about fixing your car a moment ago uh, and even down in that area. If you're in that Castle Rock area, Extreme Auto Repair is not that far from you. Have them take a look at whatever you need on your vehicle. They're there for you. 303-841-1071.
Winter is brutally hard on your vehicle. Extreme driving conditions happen every winter, and from maintenance to emergency repairs, you need a shop that you can count on. Colorado winters are hard on all the components of your car, especially with the fluctuating temperatures. So you want an expert diagnosing your vehicle. Extreme Auto has six master mechanics all dedicated to properly evaluating any issues and getting your vehicle repaired correctly, quickly, and without anything you do not need. They also offer their customers both towing services and free loaner options, so you always have a vehicle to use and a way to get around. Whether you need regular maintenance or have an urgent need, you can trust Extreme Auto to get you back on the road. For the right maintenance and repairs to prevent serious issues with your vehicle, call Extreme Auto Repair this winter for service that you can rely on at klzradio.com slash extreme. Set up an appointment today. Call 303-841-1071. 303-841-1071. Absolute electrical heating and air. We heard Connor earlier. They've got some great specials going on right now. All you have to do is call and ask. 720-526-0231. Your furnace isn't working, and now you're worried that spending the money to repair or replace it will affect you in the long term. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air offer peace of mind financing options so that you can take care of your family without breaking the bank. Whatever situation you're in, from repairs to installation, they have financing available to ease your stress. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air gives you choices so you can find the financing that meets your unique individual needs. They have plans with low monthly payments and interest as low as 0%. No matter what needs to get done in your home, Absolute has a multitude of payment plans that make it affordable for you and your family. Easily schedule any service today at 720-526-0231 or visit klzradio.com slash absolute today. And be sure to mention KLZ and get a limited time $59 furnace tune-up. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, High Five Plumbing is next, folks. Write this number down, have it handy, put it in your phone, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Whether it be a flushing of your water heater, other things you need maintenance on, or an upgrade, they can do it all. Again, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbers are not your average plumbers. The culture of teamwork, support, and positivity means that every call ends in a high five. High Five Plumbing wants your applications because they are currently hiring plumbing technicians, Plumbing apprentices, plumbing installers, warehouse and delivery positions, customer service representatives, dispatch, and marketing roles. High Five wants their employees to feel valued, and they offer competitive benefits to prove it. Team members enjoy benefits including full medical, vision, and dental packages, 401k options, unlimited time off with approval, maternity or paternity leave, paid time off, competitive pay, and bonuses. Work with a growing company, make an impact on your local community, and help people when they need it most. Visit HiFiPlumbing.com slash careers to apply or fill out a contact form at klzradio.com slash plumbing to learn more about current opportunities. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends in a high five. Now, back to Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, we are back. Scott Garlis joining us now. Stan's Berry Research. Welcome, Scott. How are you? Hey, John. Well, how are you? I'm good, and uh, appreciate you joining us. We have um, CPI numbers. We're going to talk about interest rate. Also want to talk about the strategic oil reserve and so on. So where do you want to start? 
Uh, you want to start with CPI? Let's do it. That's something a lot of Let's do it. Okay, awesome. So CPI came out today. Uh, the year-over-year change was 6.5%. Um, this is the lowest number we have seen since, uh, I believe it's October of 21. Okay. And at that time, we were at about 6.2%. Um you know, the really interesting thing going on here is, you know, we, we hit the recent peak with 9.1% in June. And so when you're looking at year-over-year numbers, you got to think about where we were a year ago. And so we're, the comparisons versus last year keep getting more and more difficult from here heading into June. And so numbers are really starting to fall off. But if you go back and look at a lot of the underlying components, things like gasoline prices, you know, they've recently been down. They're about flat, maybe a little bit down with where they were last year. We're starting to see rent numbers that if they keep going at the rate they are, they can start actually showing signs of deflation as we move into the middle of the year. Um, and it's not that necessarily the economy is plummeting, but um, it's just the numbers that we're going up against are difficult numbers. So, yes, the economy is slowing down, but, you know, the, the comparisons are difficult. And so we bring this conversation back around to what the Federal Reserve says. Right. And I say this because they've been on a, a crazy rate hike path because of inflation growth. Um, so what this does is we need to think about that in terms of the real federal funds rate. And when I say the real federal funds rate, for anybody who hasn't heard some of our conversations before, that's where the federal funds target rate is, which is 4.5% currently, minus inflation, which is 6.5%. So Right now, the real Fed funds rate is negative 2%, but it was as high as, I think it was like 8.1% earlier last year in, say, March. Um, so every Fed rate high cycle has ended with the real Fed funds rate going positive. Um, we had a negative 0.1%, so we had 0.1% contraction and in inflation numbers on a month-over-month basis. That was the lowest we've seen in a while. If that keeps up, we will see the Fed funds rate turn positive in two months. Okay. So that should be a major signal to the Federal Reserve that they need to stop. Do you think they will? Are they? I mean, I don't have a lot of faith in these guys. I'm sorry, Scott. I, I Again, I keep saying it, and I mean yeah. it. They live on Wall Street, not Main Street. For, for good reason. Uh, you're skeptical, but... The reason I think they're going to is the biggest hawk. And when I say hawk, that means inclined to raise interest rates. has been James Bullard at the St. Louis Federal Reserve. He recently came out and said, I mean, he said in the fall we could go as high as 7%. He recently came out a couple of days ago and said, you know what, we're pretty much there. We're almost done. And today he said, let's just go ahead and get interest rates to the 5% or 5.1% where we've got it for and stop. Okay. Because, so he's ready to he's ready to end the rate hikes. Okay. Now the stock market, the the well, see the bond market is telling you that the bond market doesn't believe they're even going to get to five percent. Okay. Which they're, means they're there's is there another rate hike even coming, or are they just going to leave it like it is and see what happens? <laughs> I think there's another twenty five basis point uh, rate hike coming at the. January 31st, February 1st meeting. Um, so that'll get the range, the target range, to four and a half, four and three quarters. And then there's potential that we could see 
again in March and then in 25. But I think March is, could be the real drop dead. That's when it stops. Okay. And the bond market also believes that the Fed's going to be cutting again in the back half of this year. Really? Okay. Yes. So in terms of that means... Because they're going to see that what they've done really slowed things down, and we won't be in fabulous yeah. shape at that time. And by the way, I think you're probably right, not only because of all of that, but then they'll also have a election coming up in 2024, which they have yeah. to make sure they're ready for. Yes. That's, it's funny how always sort of things like that start happening, right? Yeah, and I mean, I think if the Fed, I think what, correct me if I'm wrong, Scott, but I'm guessing what the Fed's looking at right now is, oh man, we really didn't look at the calendar very closely. We should have probably been doing rate hikes about six months to a year earlier when people were talking about inflation. We called it transitory. It wasn't. It really was here to stay. Because had they done that then and done it a little bit slower, A, we might not be as high as we are right now. They may have kept things in check better. And they'd be probably looking at things going back down about now versus going up because the reality is they need to enter into 2024 in better shape than they are right now, interest rate wise. Yeah, you're correct. They definitely waited way too long to do anything, and now they they run the risk of going too far. Yeah, they 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 did not look at their strategy very well, as far as I'm concerned. Somebody didn't have a calendar. No. I don't know who that was, but somebody didn't have a calendar. Sorry. I'm sorry to make you laugh and make you cough, but somebody there forgot their day timer. That that is totally correct. And uh, earlier I said that's totally coincidental on the election and everything because I was being sarcastic. Isn't it funny how it always winds up? Of course it does. I mean, even though they are not supposed to be politically influenced and not supposed to have anything to do with it, you and I both know that the powers that be, there are very strong signals coming to them that, hey, guys, whatever you're doing, you've got until about the the third quarter of 2023 to get your ducks in a row because, you know what, you've got to get things back on track for 2024 because we've got an election starting. People will be campaigning as early as January, if not sooner, and you guys got to get your stuff figured out that's, that's right um now in terms of like investment like when i think about this and think about okay well, what does it mean for the investing landscape right um so when investors don't know where interest rates are going to go uh especially looking about money managers they're not inclined to invest in risk assets like say stocks because if you don't know what borrowing costs are going to be for a company that needs to borrow money to invest in people processes systems to get where they need to go, you don't know what that company's costs are going to look like. So you're going to shy away. But if you think the rate hike cycle's done, that cost outlook is going to stabilize and you can start to model that, you're going to start investing in those types of companies again because you can sort of put a number around what a fair value is. So tech stocks, which have really been beaten up, I think they're going to wind up providing the greatest opportunity in the last like three quarters maybe second half of this year because you know some of these really big names like uh maybe not the microsoft's in the world that's not microsoft's down very but like amazon's down like 50 percent mm-hmm. from the technology uh, the covid highs so yeah i mean there could there could be some some really good opportunity for patient investors to make 
money in some of these things. Um, well, but I mean, really quick, that's another one where you got to think yeah. the Fed's looking at some of the signals coming from even the Amazons of the world and their potential layoffs yeah. and you know other big tech companies and so on. I mean, those have those have got to be signals that the Fed's looking at. I would think. Yeah, totally. And then you know another interesting thing that again Bullard to me is like sort of the barometer. He's been the most pressure. He called for the Fed to hike rates long before they did. In the summer of 21, he was saying, you guys have a, there's a problem here if we don't start doing something about this. Right. He, so you and I talked about this a while ago, about how Powell recently came out and said, you know, well, the labor market might be structurally challenged because we lost all these people from COVID. And so now, Bullard recently came out and said, well, you know, we might not be able to raise rates to the point where the labor supply is going to come back, and things might be really good with where we are from a, a labor supply standpoint. That we're never getting back, implying we're never getting back. So, so in other words, they're finally going to admit the same thing you and I have been talking about for almost yeah. a year, which is this is a different economy. We don't have the same tools in the toolbox we one had, once had. We're going to have to figure it out with what we've got, and this may be the best it gets. That's completely right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wish those guys uh, were a little bit wiser because, frankly, you and I even called some of this long before they did. And I am not a financial advisor. I don't live on Wall Street, but you could see the handwriting on the wall on this stuff, Scott. Correct. And then so that that brings us to, you know. Another really interesting thing. Uh, do we have time to talk about? No, go ahead. Yeah, we got another five minutes. So go ahead. Okay. okay so uh, you know, one of the things we've seen over the last, uh, I don't know, they started. I want to say in March, really, of of twenty one. That was in earnest twenty two. March twenty two. Um, is the Biden administration and you know selling oil out of the SPR? Right. Um, so one of the things you and I have been, I want to say, we've been talking about for a good eighteen months is sort of this. You know, hang up on electric vehicles and you know fossil fuel powered vehicles, and how the conversation needs to find middle ground. It doesn't need to be like we have to go all electric and that's it. And but and it, I get it; it can't be necessarily all fossil fuel powered. But there's there's a medium somewhere. That well, and the medium is, and this is what I've been saying now for a while, and I own a. A EV, but I've I've been one to say just let the free market do its thing. There's now more and more vehicles out on the road. There's more manufacturers that are building those. We don't need all of the credits that that are being you know used to subsidize these things. If people want them and they understand the advantages of, they will sell themselves. Which, by the way, I think they already do. Scott, I own one. There, it's really a for those of you that are out there naysaying them. They actually work extremely well. They're a fun car to drive. Probably the funnest car, Scott, I have to drive. It's the most versatile. Car car that I own, will it go coast to coast? No, that's not what I bought it for. And I think as people learn that, they'll end up buying what they need anyways. And, and what needs to happen here, government, as always, just needs to get out of the way and let the free market decide what to do. Totally. And it's, I mean, you could not be more right. And so I think one of the problems that, that a lot of skeptics are worried about with the SPR moments is the government was draining the SPR to force the electric vehicle conversation. And so near term, yeah, you know, it worked out from an inflation standpoint. But now the problem is they drained 180 million barrels out of the SPR, um, and it's time to start refilling it. Right. Well, there there's now been offers made to refill 
you know, SPR. I think it was 3 million barrels that were made over the weekend. And the government's rejecting it. And the government said, well, we're not going to pay anything over $70 a barrel. Well, we haven't really, we got close to $70 a barrel in December, but we really haven't seen $70 a barrel in 13 months. Yeah, we've been hovering in the mid-70s to low-80s, depending upon the day. Yeah, and the government really started unloading oil, you know, 120 bucks down to 100 and more. So even as, tax, even as taxpayers, if we paid $80 a barrel, we're still about 20 bucks a barrel ahead. You were making money. Right. Um, but we're fine. The, the SPR, yeah, SPR is for emergencies like it was used for. And now they're saying we won't pay over $70 a barrel. So they need to be careful because we run the risk of putting a floor under the oil market. Right. Every oil trader right. in the world can say... Yeah, if they say we're only paying 70, what they essentially say is that oil's never going to go below that. Yeah, because every trader's going to put a floor on it. They're all going to go to the U.S. government sell if they have to. They're going to front run them. Right. And and try to make them chase. And it's the guy that gets screwed is you and me. Because the little guy's going to wind up paying more as these guys trying to run the price of oil up on the government Mm -hmm. instead of just saying, you know what, we're going to buy 3 million barrels here, and it would be a blip on the radar, and everybody would move on, and the free market would let oil prices settle out wherever they will. Yeah, that, yeah and, for, and for even for us as taxpayers, keep in mind, this isn't a – I don't look at it as an expenditure because we sold it at a higher price. We're buying it back at a cheaper price as taxpayers. We're making money. I don't care if we pay $80 a barrel. We're still in good shape. Yes, but if we run prices up – Yep, like, now we're really in trouble. Increase, it's worse than a tax hike. That's exactly right. No, fully agree, Scott. You are spot on. So this is something I guess we'll just continue to watch on on a daily basis. And you're right. They depleted it so that they could have some leverage to push some of the EV things, which we've all seen. And this is probably next week's conversation. Uh, the lying, this is my opinion, the lying that's going on to Wall Street from the auto manufacturers, Ford included. Ford last week celebrates 647,000 units on F-150s when they're used to selling almost a million. Tell me, Scott, how that's a win on Wall Street. Sorry, I'm making you laugh Sorry. again. <laughs> yes, you are. I mean, that, that, that is not a win. That is a lie to Wall Street, making it sound like it's successful, but they're down three, really 300,000 units. That's not a win. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're just basically trying to dress up garbage. You know, That's right. Like it's all you're doing. Out. You're trying to make the Blue Oval look better than it is. And, and yes, I, I'm picking on Ford. They're not the only ones it's doing hard. it. GM's doing the same thing. They're all doing it. The really interesting thing to me, I don't know if you saw the recent uh, comments from the CEO of Toyota, but he, he recently came out and said, you know, Toyota going to an all-electric fleet just doesn't make sense. It's not going to happen. Like, we're not going right. yeah, to do it. We're happy to go the hybrid route, but he said a lot of automakers aren't willing to admit it right now because of the political consequences. That's right. The pressure coming from the White House, they're not willing to admit it. Toyota doesn't have that pressure. They'll admit it. Exactly. Yep. Well said. Scott, how do folks find you, sir? Sure. SansburyInvestor.com. Come check out our free stuff. Come check out our paid stuff. We're there after all. I sent some guys to you the other day, so appreciate all you're doing, Scott. And uh, we'll talk again next week. Have a great night.
Oh, thank you so much. You too. You, you bet, man. Take care. And uh, Flesh and Beck is next. Kevin Flesh, anything you need when it comes to legal advice or just questions, you name it, call Kevin today, 303-806-8886. Get relief from Flesh and Beck. You just got in an accident, so you call the police. You make sure you get a thorough record of the scene. Then after the initial adrenaline wears off, your mind starts to swirl with all the things you need to do. Insurance claims, car repairs, doctor visits, medical bills, on top of the physical pain you're in. Flesh and Beck will give you relief from the financial stress so that you can focus on healing. Call Flesh and Beck immediately after your accident for a free consultation. Then you can rest while they talk to your insurance company. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh will relieve your burden of financial worries. All you need to do is call him right now. 303-806-8886. Call Kevin Flesh immediately after your accident and get relief from the financial stress of an injury. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. All right, I read my letter or my email a little earlier and told you that you need Denver IT. Yeah, just because you don't... You want to make sure that your people are behaving correctly when those types of scams come in, and Denver IT can help you with all of that. 720-593-6688. Remote employees can pose a big risk to the cybersecurity of your business. Smart light bulbs, smart TVs, smart thermostats, and any kind of smart-enabled device in your employees' homes can let the bad guys in and put your business in danger. Once a hacker breaches your employees' home network, they can easily jump into another network, the one in your office. Denver IT Security protects your business from the hackers and viruses that easily get around standard home networks. With their help, your business systems can be monitored around the clock, so you know your operations are secure. Even when your employees are working from home, coffee shops, hotels, or airports. Avoid the unnecessary risk with the certainty of cyber protection from Denver IT Security. Find out how you can secure your business now by calling 720-593-6688. That's 720-593-6688. Or go to klzradio.com slash security. All right, Solar Energy Partners, Alan Davis. Find out if your home is a good fit for solar, and that's the best way for you to save money down the road. And Alan can do that for you. No obligation. He'll come out, chat, and by the way, one of the nicest guys you'll meet. 303-378-7537. You've spent your entire life working hard to provide for your family. Make sure your family will be provided for with appropriate life insurance and proper asset management through Golden Eagle Financial. Ensure that everything you've worked for doesn't end up being a crutch for your family. They should be well informed of what to do when you pass, so your lifelong hard work doesn't go to waste on expenses, bills, and funeral costs. When you plan proactively, you're also ensuring that your money is expertly positioned, so it has a higher likelihood to work favorably for your family. Working with Golden Eagle Financial today will give you the peace of mind that they will be provided for later. Get a fresh look at your financials for your family today by calling Golden Eagle Financial, 303-744-1128, 303-744-1128, or visit klzradio.com slash money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered advisor. Golden Eagle Financial, we just talked to Scott Garlis. Anything you need, personally speaking, uh, Al is your guy. He can talk to you directly. He is a financial advisor, licensed here in Colorado, and can take care of all of your needs. Just give him a call today, 303-744-1128. Every month is the same. You see the balance on your power bill, and you feel months' worth of compounding anxiety around your cash flow, inflation, and now another electricity rate increase. 
Alan Davis with Solar Energy Partners has a plan to save you money and proactively ease your anxieties in the future, too. The first part of his plan is to help you lower your power bill with solar energy by about 40% over the next 30 years, usually saving you more than $1,000 in the first year alone. By choosing to work with Alan, you're making an investment that saves you money and stress for years to come. The second part of his plan to save you money is to help you get away from the big power companies that keep increasing your rates. The third part is to eventually get you into a place where you pay nothing for your electricity usage. Call Alan Davis at Solar Energy Partners now to learn more about how he can save you money on your power bill. Set up a consolation appointment today, 303-378-7537, 303-378-7537, or visit klzradio.com sun. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you shop the market so that you get the right coverage at the right price. Whether it is your home, auto, classic car, or liability insurance, GIA has got you covered. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, a couple of text messages came in, and really quick, one of them was on just the whole strategic, you know, reserve, what we bought oil at. And yeah, it's a good reminder. Keep in mind, Trump filled that thing up and did it for, I believe, $40 a barrel or under. I think it was all the way down into even the, the, the 20s and 30s when he actually did that. So that... That sale that we did at $100 a barrel, we did really well on because of Trump, not because of Biden, by the way. And then, you know, there's always the comments of, yeah, that oil, that oil went to China. Well, not directly. The oil goes back into the markets. Whoever wants to buy it at that point because it's out in the market open can buy it. Did China buy some? Probably. You can't really say it was a direct sale. And believe me, I've talked about this even throughout the show today. China's got its own set of issues uh, brewing as we speak, and mark my words on this, they will not be the powerhouse in the future that they are today. That is my prediction because they've got a lot of things going on right now that, frankly, they are not able to tackle because communism can't tackle the problems that are in front of them. Last but not least, I will get somebody on. There's somebody that texted in about the license plate petition that will say, In God We Trust on it. I've read a little bit about that. I don't know a ton about it, but I will get somebody on, and we can talk more about that. That is a fabulous idea. If somebody wants to buy a personalized, not a personalized place, but buy one of the, the different plates, the upgraded plates, if you would, and have it say, In God We Trust, they should be able to buy that plate. I think that's a fabulous idea, and anything I can do to help push that along, I would be more than happy to do so. So as I texted back to this individual, please get me info, any info on that. Somebody that's in charge of that. If they'd like to come on air and talk more about it, we are more than happy to do so. So yeah, in God we trust license plates. Tomorrow, the movies are The Devil, Conspiracy, and Plane, and then Movie Rental Hour this week is Best Movie Crashes, Plane, Train, Car, Ship, Whatever, Just the Best Crashes. Don't forget the first hour replays next with Dr. Kelly Victory and Steve House. We'll be back tomorrow, though. Have a great night. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.